Gibbs and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's honestly something we've been talking about, it feels now, for like the last two weeks. Bowl Bowl, knowing that Gambo had reported while on vacation that the Suns were going to get him eventually, and they did. Now that he's here, now that it's official, um, the, the, the variety of opinions on him and what the Suns have done in acquiring him, we just we needed more information. We, 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 don't, we wanted to find out more. Joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line here on the Burns and Gambo Show, he is host of In the Zone, 3 to 6 in Orlando. He's also the radio host of the Orlando Magic pregame coverage. Brandon Kravitz joins us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Brandon, I'm Dave. This is Gambo. Welcome to the show, man. How are things in Orlando? Uh, doing good. I actually just saw a giant strike of lightning, so things are about to get hairy here. But what's what's I'm lightning? Indoors, so we're all good. Yeah, what, light, what is, lightning? Rain? What's lightning? I, I've, not, I've not heard of these things. It, uh, <laughs> we're on day 235 straight of being over 110 degrees. I don't know what the hell you're talking yeah. about, Brandon. Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was in Las Vegas a week and a half ago, and I thought, does it ever rain here? Are there even clouds on this side of the country? This Man, is wild. Well, we would do for some clouds and some rain. Alright, let's uh, let, let's let's talk about Bobos. A few weeks ago when I kind of got wind that the Suns were very interested in him and he was very interested in the Suns. It took about 10 days for it to uh, actually get finalized, but it, but it did. And I will tell you, out of all my years of doing this show, 27 years, I mean, I don't know that I've seen a more polarizing player outside of when the Suns signed, signed Jimmer for a that people are intrigued with bowl bowl. Should they be? Yes, definitely. Uh, definitely should be. It, it really is amazing. I've, I'm at all the home games throughout the course of the season. So I feel like I have a pretty good gauge of what the fans react to game to game. There is, and, and keep in mind, the magic had the number one overall pick in Palo Bancaro. People were, and still are very excited about here in Orlando. There is not a player on the floor that received more oohs and ahs and a bigger ovation when he did something great on the floor than Bull Bull all throughout the entire season. It was truly amazing. It was like a, it was like a different sound. You couldn't even explain it. And so there was that level of intrigue here. Um, it just didn't really all come together uh, towards the end of the season. So it's still a little bit of a mystery to me, but I'm, I'll give you guys all the info that I possibly have on it. Yeah, no, I, I, again, I see, we see the size, right? I think that's his biggest attribute. He's 7'2. He's got a great wingspan. The highlight reels are incredible. Taking the ball, going coast to coast and dunking. But what, what, what are the weaknesses in his game? What are the things that prevented any team in the NBA from grabbing him on waivers? What were those? So, unfortunately, when we would ask head coach Jamal Mosley about this, he never gave us a direct answer, and I think that's because he wanted to be kind to the player and not throw him under the bus. But we started noticing as we got closer to the end of the season that his minutes were dwindling. And we're talking about a guy that in November of last year, he was averaging – uh, 14 points per game. He was averaging almost two blocks per game, almost double-digit assists. This guy was lighting up the stat sheet, and he was shooting 44% from three-point range. So he can shoot from outside, too. I mean, that's exactly what you want, and he fits the profile of what this management team is looking for. Um, I had a chance to talk to Jeff Weltman, the president of Basketball Ops, before the season started, and the one player he was most excited to talk to me about was Bull Bull. So for him to drop off at the end of the year was surprising. The things that I saw, though, was just that 
these lapses of judgment on defense where he felt like his block his shot blocking ability could make up for everything else. He could let a guy blow by and then recover. And it just doesn't work like that in the NBA. I think some of it was also conditioning just in the fact that he played 70 games this past year. He had never eclipsed more than 30. Uh, and he, and, and I mean 30 in that he wasn't even playing the level of minutes that he was. So I, I think that he ran out of gas. Uh, he's not a great defender. Don't let the blocked shots fool you. He'll find himself out of position often. And then it must have just been little things that coaches notice that we don't miss assignments or not giving it your all in practice, maybe some sense of entitlement. And that's all just complete guessing. Uh, It had to be one of those things along with everything else because there's too much potential to go with what he brings to the table to just kind of discard him the way that they did. And he was only going to cost them 2 million bucks yeah. this year yeah. if they retained him. So there is a little bit of mystery still in there. And that's the part that kind of baffles me is that if he's got all this untapped potential, why let him go when he was only going to cost $2 million? We're talking with Brandon Kravitz, co-host of In the Zone 3 to 6 in Orlando and Orlando pregame radio as well here on the Burns and Gambo show, getting a read on Bull Bolt. Now, I, I, I mean this truly is no disrespect to the Orlando Magic at all, but I'm curious is there, could we read Reasonably expect a different version of Bull Bull with guys like Durant and Booker and Beal around, maybe to up the level of accountability. Could that impact the equation at all? I, th- I think absolutely, I'm, and I think that's the case for pretty much anybody in the league. When you're around players like that, you just tend to up your game a little bit, and there's not as much that's asked of you. When Bol Bol was putting up the numbers that I just talked about in the early parts of the season, that was also at a part of the year where the Magic were dreadful at the start of the season. So he was putting up numbers, but the Magic were losing left and right. They were 5-20 and 20 to start last year. It wasn't until their entire roster got healthy, they started to turn things around and became a respectable NBA team, just kind of middle of the road. If even though the record didn't show that because they had such a dreadful start. And and Bull Bull is just, you know, he's a highlight guy, but he's not necessarily a winning basketball player. He also wasn't playing with guys that have won a lot of basketball games. And so, like you said, I think playing with guys that have won a ton between Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and everybody else that's over there on the Suns, I, I, I can't imagine he'll do anything but help. And he'll be able to come in and provide an extra little pop off the bench. I know that of all the additions I'm sure you guys are so excited about, depth it has to be a major issue with the Phoenix Suns. And he'll help with that for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's definitely a chance, you know, because, you know, the kid's still got he's still young and he's got a high ceiling. When you look at Orlando and it not working out, when you look at, did they try to trade him? Was it, was it a shock when everybody found out that they didn't want him back this year? Was it, was, were people surprised by that? Not, not, I can't say they were surprised just because we kind of saw the writing on the wall. There was no reason why towards the end of the season they wouldn't play him. And even in moments where you know the certain wave the white flag guys on the end of the bench when yes. there's a blowout, either you're doing the blowing out or you're getting blown out, you know the guys that usually you only see them in that occasion. Bull Bull didn't even become one of those guys. Oh, wow. I mean, he just disappeared at the end of the year, and it was not injury-related. So either they had a cap on his minutes that they chose to not tell anybody about or they were planning on moving off of him. And it always felt like it was the latter of the two. And now this is the confirmation. 
they knew that they were going to move off of them. Uh, and it just simply comes down to there are only there are only so many roster spots available, and the Magic are speculating on so many young players. They already had a bunch. Then they added two first round picks, two top eleven guys. I just think they ran out of space. And they wanted to add a veteran. They did, and Joe Ingles in free agency. So, I mean, if they had the space, I'm sure they would love to keep him on that sweetheart of a deal. But he's just not. I think he's a highlight reel. He's not a true gamer, basketball mm. junkie type of player. Mm-hmm. And that's what they need on their roster right now because they are trying to turn things around in this organization. And I don't think he necessarily equates to winning basketball. Brandon, we have been looking for answers on this one for many, many days now. Thank you for coming on and providing a few. We appreciate it, okay? It was a blast. Thanks, guys.